Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Kisavo, Tavshin Pebez, as we have the last couple of uh, weeks uh, in this halachic year. Um, maybe uh, one more, and uh, then we'll be uh, in the uh, following year. But let's get into Parshas Kisavo, and we start off with the beginning. With the beginning, <laughs> um, we have the Parsha of Bikurim. Bahaya says the Torah, Kisavo el ha'aretz, asher Hashem al-kecha nosein when you come to the land, virishta v'yashavta ba, and you shall um, settle there. And Bikurim, obviously, is one of the mitzvos hatulios uh, ba'aretz. Lakachta me'reshes kol priadama. You'll take from the new, the new uh, fruit priadama from the one of the shivas haminim. Atratavi me'artzacha v'samta batene. Valachta lamakom. You'll go to the place and you'll come to the kohen. Uvasa lakon esher yeh ba'yemem ahem v'yamarte elav, and you'll say mikra Bikurim. He got the Yom Lashem Alakecha. I came. I, I'm, I'm saying today, Akadosh Baruch Hu. He vasi ala aretz asher nishba Hashem lavosin alasos lanu. I came to the land, and I take the tana and Arami Ovid Avi. I go through the the uh, little Jewish history lesson that we talk about at length at the uh, at the Lel Haseder. Rashi, the Amarta Elav. You say to Hashem, She'encha kafui tova. Rashi says, Tell Hashem that you know, you, you've come and you have the Bikurim. And uh, as we know, Bikurim is all about Akara Satov. Right? We spoke about that at length uh, last year in the Shabbos HaGadodrasha, which touched on one source again. Uh, but Rashi says, If you look in the Eish Tamid, he quotes here the, a question from Ervelio Bar Finkel, and that is, Rashi could have used a little stronger language than to say, don't be a Kafui Tova. We come to Hashem and say, Higadzi, why doesn't Rashi say, be moda, be a makir tov? Some kind of positive lashon. Why don't be a kafui tov? Like, don't be a, such a, a, a negative. Right? Why don't you say it in the, uh, the positive? Ani makir tova, ani makir. Vitirates, and he quotes an idea that is already based on the Gemara. Lahakir betovaso shalagadish barachu, eineni yecholim. Really, we can't fully be makir tov to Hashem. It's impossible. Ki Hashem is barach sof. Hashem is infinite. V'chasadov gedolim va'atzumim miachilam. Right? Who can, who can fathom? Who can fathom the, the greatness and the kindness of HaGadosh Baruch Hu? Anu krutze chomer hachayim chayishah. We are finite, temporary beings. Einenu mesugalim lahavin. V'lik lodefes katseo. We can't understand HaGadosh Baruch Hu. How he gives us life every second. How he keeps the world going every minute. And the sun and the moon and the stars and the, and the orbits. He does everything. We're going to be makir tov. It's impossible. But we also can't do nothing. Ela bepatr v'loklum yefshar. We can't do nothing. Lakach. Though we can't possibly come to completing the job of being makertov takadish baruchu, lachalapachos. At least we shouldn't be kfui tova. That's the that's the depth of Rashi. Sheincha kfui tova is a reference. What? Because what would Rashi have said? Be makertov. Oh, so that be same mikra bikurim is makertov takadish baruchu. It's not even close to the appropriate hakaras hatov takadish baruchu. So at least it's not kafui tova, meaning it's more than zero. Kafui tova is zero, and we go above, and it's 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 more than zero, and that is the message of the negative in Rashi. And he says he continues here. The Eish Talmud continues and says this helps explain three other ideas as well. 
Each one of these is a separate Dvar Torah that one can give. And this, this, this first thought is, is a message about Akar Satov, so basically it's a great, what I like to call, back pocket Dvar Torah, because whenever you have to speak anywhere, right, you have to give a Dvar Torah by lunch anyway, Akar Satov, I'm here, I'm, you're hosting me, you know, I have tremendous Akar Satov. I want to say the thought, following thought about Akar Satov. It's always um, <coughs> relatable to any uh, event that is, uh, that is occurring. So first, we have Nishmas, we have Shmona Esrei, and we have Ashrei. Those are the three that he's going to talk about. First, we have Nishmas. I've seen this in other Svarm as well. Uh, Nishmas Kolchai. So we say in Nishmas on Shabbos morning, If my mouth was as, uh, could sing as far as the sea, and my tongue was like the, the waves, and my lips were as big as the heavens, and my hands were as big as the Nishre Shemayim, uh, were like the, like the Nesher, the vultures, if I, if I had all the, the kochos in the world, supernatural, if I had all supernatural powers, we still wouldn't be able to thank you, Hashem. Thousands and thousands. Imagine what you do for us. We, we have nothing, and you give us so much, so it's impossible. The first part of Nishmas, that reflects that it's impossible. We can't properly uh, praise and recognize Hashem. But then we continue. In Nishmas. Look at the continuation of Nishmas. Therefore, these limbs that you have apportioned to us, and this soul that you have breathed into us, and this tongue that you have given us, they will praise you. And up, and exalt you. So first we say we can't do it, and then we say, okay, we'll use these limbs and we'll do it. We just said, there's no way for us to do it, and then we say. How do you put together the first half and the second half of Nishmas? Habir Yeshlomar, he explains, based on our idea. When we first look at the challenge in front of us, and we look at what we have to do, it's impossible. We can't. We can't do it. But then we say... But we gotta do what we can. Right? The little bit. That's what we mean. That's what we mean. Not but not to be kafui tova. So that is Nishmas. Then we get into Davening. This is the thought that those who were at the Shabbos Hagodah last year, we mentioned this thought of the Maharal. The Maharal in Netzach in the in the first piece of uh, not in Netzach in his Sefer on uh, on on, on uh, Pesach Gvuros says the Gemara in Mesechas Megill on Daf Chafhei quotes it on line eight. There's a Gemara in Mesechas Brachas as well. There was a Shliach Tzibur that was davening in Rabbi Chanina Shul and he said Hakel Hagadol Hagibar Vanora and then he added on a couple of adjectives Haadir Hachazak Haamitz. He added on a number of the adjectives more than what we have in the Amida. Amalur Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Chanina says, Siamtinu shivchi demarech. 
Oh, now you've got it. Now you've you've captured everything about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. These three are in Parshas Akev, and those are the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu said, and the ones that Anshak Rezekadol told us to say. Don't say more because Kol Amosif Goreh. You can't say more. So you have to say exactly what was right. What was said? These three, because anything more would mean, oh, you're really trying to capture, and you can't. Even these first three, if Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have said it, if the Yashik Nesakadol wouldn't have enacted it as part of our tefillah, and the Gemara also says, also it's impossible, and we darshan, to who is it appropriate to talk about the gruos of Hashem? To one who could say all of his praises. And that's impossible. So it's impossible. So one second. So asks the Maharal, we say at the Seder, Kolamar belasaper hareze meshuba. Chazal tell us, the Ramam quotes it. The more you do, the better. But isn't that the, against the klal of siyamtinu shivchei demarech? Kula shivchei demarech. That's the Maral's kasha in his first piece in Gvuros on, um, about Pesach. So, isn't that a violation? And remember the Chachamim, the story of the five rabbis, they sit up all night. We're talking about Sipriyasiyas Mitzrayim. How could they do that? Right? Just do what you, do what the, the minimum, do the basics. And no more. Halo asu laharbos kol kach. Shere ein mishiyachol esaper is called niflosov. Omemela gam ein laharbos bem klal. Yosef imashetiknu. It can't be more. The kates on amarbes. The answers the maharal. There's a major difference between shevach and akarasatov. Shevach praise of Hashem. You can't do. You can't do more than than what Chazal enacted. Again, it doesn't mean that in Shema Koleinu, in our personal prayers, we can't say an extra extra praise of Hashem. You are awesome, amazing. I, I have more recognition of you today than I did yesterday in our own words. But as part of the fixed text of the tefillah, we're not we're not adding in. But that's only by Shevach. We're trying to be makir shar here. Hakarasatov, that's a different realm. Hakarasatov, that's as much as you can. You're never going to finish, but Eincha Kafui Tova. Right, and the way that this might be formulated is the Hakarasatov obligation is not just for the receiver of the Hakarasatov, it's for the one who is expressing Hakarasatov. Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't hit the, couldn't bring the first couple of makas. What, the blood and the dirt really uh, felt something? Of course not, but Hakarasatov is about the giver of the Hakarasatov. And therefore we have So we have understandings of Nishmas, we have understandings of the Amida, and finally, turning over in source number three, what we say three times a day, Ashrei. The Gemara tells us, as we know, whoever says, that's Ashrei, Bechol Yom, he is a Ben Olam Haba. And we see at the beginning of Ashrei, I will exalt you, my God the King, and I will bless your name. And then, in the first couple of Psukim, we say, So 
So we start off by saying, David says, I'm going to praise you. I'm ready. Bechol yom, I'm going to give you a bracha. I'm going to make your name great. Agadla, bechol yom. And then all of a sudden we come to a pasik, v'lugdulaso ein cheker. Ratzono lahaktim bazeh, sheshivcha shlagadosh baruchu hinam ein sofiyim. David declares that really it's a it's a, an endless proposition. Baal nitel lachshov ki perek zeh makif is called shivcha Hashem and ifloosav. Don't think that this parak is gonna gonna hit the mark and and have everything that was supposed to express to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. No, Dalacha ki niflo usav ein cheker v'gadlu sov rov muso heina laolam ba'ed they're forever. Mashein seichel enosh yachol lahasiklal. We can't fathom it. We can't understand it. But we can't we can't do nothing. So we're gonna do what we do. That's all hidden in Rashi. Eincha kafui tova. Right? Don't be a kafui tov. Right? Ashrei has this, this balance of trying, but, but we recognize that we can't. <laughs> Rev Salvechik writes, um, in one of his writings, that's why we start off, when we say Psuki de Zimra, the beginning of Psuki de Zimra, we say, in Baruch Sha'amar. But we don't make up our own praises to start the day. We dafka use David's words, because he was a Navi, and, that's the, what the Rev called the Matir. That's the matir to save Sukkot de Zimra. That's why he says maybe that's why Nusach Svard, you know, has Baruch Sha'am, Nusach Ashkenaz has Baruch Sha'amar right at the beginning, uh, even before you get into other other words, right? Well, so Nusach, Nusach Svard has it a little bit later, but either way, the um, but that's the the Rav's idea that that's the matir because we can't just use our own words because we'll never we'll never reach the marks. So we just use what a what what a Baruch Hu gave in prophecy to David Amel. Okay, moving right along. What can we talk about? We have Bikurim, we have Vidui Maestris, and then we have Brachas. We have Brachas. The Brachas tell us we have, right, we have a lot of Klawas, but before we have the Klawas, we have the Brachas. And Hashem says, by the Brachos, actually, let's go in order of the sheet, because it got put on the sheet out of order, but we'll go to the Brachos verse. So in Perach Ches, Im Kol Hashem if you listen to all the words that Hashem says, Lishmar Laso is called, and do all the mitzvahs, Unisar Hashem Lokecha El Yonakol Gal Yiharetz, Hashem will give you, make you above all the other nations. Uvo Alecha Kol HaBrachos Ha'eleh Vehisigucha. And all of these Brachos will come to you, and they will reach you. Ki Tishma Bakol Hashem Lokecha. What's that word, Vehisigucha? They will reach you. We've spoken in past years. Other pshatim. Unkelis. What does it mean? Pasig Gimel. I'm sorry, Pasig Beis. V'yeson Allah called Birchasa Ha'ilein V'yid Bekunach. They'll be stuck to you. They'll they'll really be a bracha. They'll be a bracha to to uh, to you. Kisishma v'kol Hashem alokecha. But we'll go down a different path. This time, what is the hisigucha? What does it mean that the brachas will will reach you? And in past years, I think we also said that sometimes not every bracha turns out to be a bracha. You should get a bracha, and you should be zochah to have it as a bracha. You know, osher and oni, every situation in life. And that's what uh, I think we quoted in the past, Rabbi Mordechai Willig Shlita once said, that's the prada birchas koanim. Yivarecha Hashem, Hashem should show, give a bracha, and that's talking about the gashmias, the yishmarecha. Because every bracha needs shmirah. Right, Birchas Kohanim is each three 
uh, brachas, but they're each double. Yivarech Hashem v'yishmerecha. Yair Hashem pani v'lecha. Hashem should should show His light on you v'chuneka, and it should be for favor. Meaning He'll give you ruchnius, but you shouldn't use it to think you're so great, and you shouldn't think that I don't have to learn anymore. So it's v'chuneka. And then Yisah Hashem pani v'lecha and v'yasem chashalam. The balance should be there, and you should have shmir with that balance. So so another shot of Yisi lucha, they should reach you as a bracha. Another uh, another idea, but here we have in the uh, the Kol Yechiel, which is one of the last uh, Talmudim of the Chavetz Chaim. So he and his Likut, he quotes another pshat from the Nitziv, and then a story from Mipsim Chabunim, from Pashischa. Lachara kacha itzorach liyosei the rabrachas vehisigucha kala brachas eila. These brachas should reach you and come to you. Bchilachar shabo. Once they've come to you, adayin suichas in lasigul. You have to get them. Once they've come to you, they're there. Ubir bazeh Nitziv. Darkam shall bnei adam, shehem tamid atzim ratzim, dechufim uredufim. We're always running to try to find the brachas, to try to find the skula. Running all of the chabes mazala mehem uvahala. We're looking all over for bracha. Very often we just have to look inside. We have to look at what we have, and we'll find the bracha. Sometimes it's hard. We have to dig beneath the surface. Sometimes we have to dig. But very often the bracha is not going to be found anywhere else. But it's going to be found right under our nose. Lo yaskinu v'lo yavinu, efshar heim yamdu al amdam, mazol u'bracha yasiba b'mkomam. So says the Nitziv, uvalech l'albracha sa'ela. The bracha should be there, and v'hisigucha, you should recognize the brachas that you have. V'afilam atatirdov tzel harimu gva'os, tarutz v'tibrach me'abrachas. Even if you run away from the brachas, the brachas should catch you, and you should realize their brachas. And related to that, he calls a story of Simcha Bunim. I think we have a children's book at home with this story that you might have uh, heard. Rav Simcha Bunim told this Talmudim. Ma'aseh Rabbi Isaac Berebi Yakels may crack out. Acharei harbei shanim shachai chai oni v'dachkus. It was after many years that he was very poor. Chalam kamalelos. He had a dream. He had a recurring dream. A couple of nights. Laila achar laila. Sheyisa leprag. V'sham yachbar mitachas hagesher amalchuti. V'yim zosher gadol. You should go to this bridge in faraway Prague. Find the bridge and under the bridge start digging and you'll find a treasure buried there. That was his dream that he had over and over again. Kishenishna chalom pa'amim rabos. V'lo yachol. And he had it many times and he couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't stand it anymore. Okay, fine. Od lamod ben Yisayel. Lecha od lamod ben Yisayel. Kam v'hitzkonin l'sveyasem derech pa'amav. And he went to Prague. He came and he found the bridge that was in his dream. The problem is, when he got to the bridge, he saw there's a guard by the bridge. There's a whole whole army of guards. He wasn't going to dig right under their right under their you know their watch. Every day he went to try to find the time when they weren't there. Right, Shabbat. He, 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 he couldn't get a time when they weren't there. Pamachas, one time, the head of the guard, army, the army, the soldiers here, saw him. He's there every day looking and he leaves. He asks him, what, what's your issue? What are you looking for? Isaac told him, that's my dream. He told him the dream. And it's supposed to be right under the bridge, right there. I have to start digging. And that's why I came from a faraway land. The head of the army says, you know what? That's so funny. 
Because I also had a recurring dream the past couple of nights. You think your, your dream is true? If I was a fool like you, you know what I would do? I would travel far away. I had a recurring dream that there's a little village. There's a little village named, uh, and I go to, to Krakow. And I go to the house of a Jew named Isaac Brebiankos. And the MC Sham Godlin under the oven start digging in the house and I'd find a huge treasure there. Think to yourself, in that city that I've heard of named Krakow, how many Jews do you think there are? And how many Jews named Reb Isaac, Reb Yankels? You think I'm gonna go there? You gonna look for him? Machatisa Shram Yankel. Right oh, half their half their names were were Yankel. But every person that's named that should just dig under it is foolish. It's just a dream. Come Rabbi Isaac, Rabbi Isaac went home. And when he got home, he dung under his oven. And he found a treasure chest of golden coins. Then his Asher Ma'od. He gave a lot to the Tzaka. And he realized, he built a beautiful shul. And if Simcha Bunim used to be Mosef and say, you know, it's, so often the treasure is right under our nose. And we just are looking elsewhere. We're running away from the bracha. We're trying to get the bracha somewhere else. In life, it's so easy to focus on the negative and to focus on the half of the cup that's empty. So it's much easier to be sad than to be happy. It doesn't say, right? To recognize what we have is... Is, is harder, but but that's the bracha. That's the bracha. Nobody will ever have everything. But the bracha is, you know, don't make the bracha run after you. Right? You know, just recognize it in what it is. Good. So we have in the parsha also, Moshe Rabbeinu commanding the Jews to make a number of monuments with stones. Parach of Zion. So we're just going a little back now in the parsha. Moshe Shamor is kol ha-mitzvah, asher anochi mitzvah v'eschem hayom. Shamor, guard. Right? This is a classic Sefer Dvarim Pasuk. Shamor is ha-mitzvah. V'hayah b'yom asher tavor es ha-yardain, el ha-aretz asher asher amokech anosin lach, on the day that you cross the yardain, which I'm not going to be zochet to, says Moshe, v'hakimosa l'cha avanim gedolos, you shall set up very large stones. V'sato sambasid, and put lime on them, Set them up. The chasavtaleim as called divriyat Torah zos ba'avrecha. Write the whole Torah on these stones as you go to the through the to the other side. Lamanas or tavo el arz hashem alkecha nosein lecha so that you could come eretz vaschal vudvash kasher dir hashem alkecha kevosechalach. Right. Write the Torah on these stones. Vayavavrecha mase yaradin takimos avanim eila. But stand up these stones. Vanis hashem isbeach avanim shleimos tivne. Use whole stones. Seventy languages. Rebnissen Alpert points out stones are playing a major role here. Right? And the Malbim also points out that there are stones that we that we uh, constructed before we went in, in the Yardin, after we had crossed. Stones, so many stones. Source 6. Gimel mine avanim. Avanim Sheikim Moshe Ba'eretz Moav, that Moshe Rabbeinu himself put up. Avanim Sheikimu Biyardain, 
in the Yardin, and the stones that they took. Again, the Malbim goes through, like, how do you work out these Psukim with the Psukim and Sefer Yoshua, what they actually did. Ayin Gemara Sota. Avanim, what does what stone symbolize? Okay, you use stones for building. But in the natural state of things, stone might symbolize, could symbolize, something that we trip on. A michshol. There's a stone on the, on the path. You go on a tiyol and you, you trip on stones. You slip on stones. Stones symbolize challenges. Symbolize something hard. Like, I just finished another highway to Yerushalayim, a big tunnel. It's a big stone there and you have to, to you know, dynamite it to make, a, to make the, new, the new road. Right? It, it, it's in front. It's a hindrance. Avanim esamlum lemechsholos ha'omdim b'fnei b'nei adam. Right, they symbolize stumbling blocks, literally stumbling stones, that stand in front of a person. That close the path in front of me. And they, they, they make it difficult and challenging what I'm trying to do. To overcome the challenges. So we have to think about, if we don't want to trip again, we have to think about the stones that that we, you know, we already bumped into. Think about them and, and, and use it to prepare. But take those stones and, and build something with them and use them. Don't just forget about them. As we go into Eretz Yisrael, I'm just adding a little bit to his words, maybe what he means. As we go into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe is telling us there's going to be, it's, it's a natural existence. Right? No more man or be'er, and especially no more Ananei HaKavod, which flattens the mountains and fills in any pothole. It's flat. No more. Now there are stones. So you could do what you want with those stones. You could trip on them and just go further and not learn from those mistakes and those challenges. But the ultimate goal is to build something with those stones. To, to, to build a life kinafalti kamti. Sheva Yipot Sadik would come to get up from those stones. And he says, Eretz Asher Avaneha Barzel, take those stones, take those mountains and use them. Use them to make Barzel. Artsenu hi Malaya Avanim. Kama Mikhsholim Barpatke Avruli Naja Kavashnu. Vidis Yashavnu Baaretz. But the Avanim are Barzel. Bekocham Lachaskenu Ula Amsenu. On the way into Eretz Israel. There's a lot to do with stones because stones symbolize the challenges and you can overcome the challenges in order to have the most fulfilling life, says HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, so now let's talk about what we did with those stones. We just read the Psukim. Right? We just read the Psukim. The stones are to write the Torah on. We write the Torah on the, on the stones. What exactly is the purpose of that? writing the Torah on the stones. So years ago, maybe 10 years ago, we discussed the thought of Rabbi Yerucham, who says it's like the mezuzah of Eretz Yisrael. Right? That was the writing the Torah on the stones as we went in. Eretz Yisrael needs a mezuzah. But related to that, says the Shemi Shmuel, two questions. Source number seven, the Sachat Shavar. Yesh Lisboni, top left. Pitziv iksivas ha-Torah al-Avanim, mashalo nimsa b'chol ha-Torah, shekol hi al hasefer. We always write on cloth. Mezuzah. 
and tefillin, and say for Torah, Megillah Sota. Right? We always write it on a cloth. So why all of a sudden here do we write on stones? What's the what's the message of writing on stones? Number two, Vigam Bibrachas Uklalos Shel Hagrizim Vaharevol. The brachas and the klalos that eventually took place. Yesh lehisbonin lama hayunitzrachim. Kfar kiblu alei ba'arvos moav. Kol atzorah be'alu b'shvuah. B'nei Yisrael already accepted the Torah in arvos moav with Moshe Rabbeinu before we went across on the east side. So why do we have to have another bris right after we went in on the west side? Hagrizim and arevo. So number one, what's what's with the writing on the stones? And number two, why the extra bris? Says the Shemi Shmuel in a drush style or a depth style. Says the Shemi Shmuel Venire as I wrote Makamacher. Heksher Kalim to kasher something. There are two types of heksher, koshering, that one might, somebody trafes up something in the kitchen. So we know there are two ways of koshering. Hagala v'libun. Hagala, boiling hot water or libun on a blowtorch. When do you use each? Hagala beroskin, boiling hot water. That's to make the taste of the iser come out of the, of the utensil, of the kli. We put it in boiling water. We have a treif knife. We put it in boiling water. So the halacha says that the taste comes out of the knife. We're polluted. But if it got trafed up through fire on a barbecue, then the only way that it becomes kosher is the se'iyat with fire. Because it got so deep inside, boiling hot water is not going to help. Doesn't come out. You've got to burn it through fire. That's by Kalim. By Kalim, you have Hagala and you have Sreifa. Says the Shemi Shmuel, so too by people. And just to foreshadow, so too by Eretz Yisrael. But first, so too by people. Some sins, all we have to do is Hagala. Meaning it's surface sin. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta boil ourselves up. We have to boil up, meaning boil up our, uh, through davening and through tshuva. Cham libi bekirbi, says David Amelech. My heart became hot. I did demos roschos. That's Hagala. Right? Hagala, we boil ourselves up. But then maybe sometimes it's so deep inside of us, we need to burn it out. How do you burn it out? What's the most powerful? Right? What does it say? They don't come out. Just be so rich them. What does it say? The end of Bamidbar Kolasher Dovashar Yavo Baesh Tavir Baesh. You need the fire of Torah. You need the purification power of Torah. With the proper engulfing ourselves in Torah. If we shape, allow our, our minds and our hearts to be shaped by the Torah, that burns away sin from the inside. Again, it doesn't mean Rahman al Islam, there could be people there could be people that can learn Torah and it doesn't shape them and they still continue in their behavior. But if we allow our Torah to shape our personality, so then 
it could be sorry, it could burn all the chalki arash and ishavu bo bimkoma. And that's what he quotes from the Arizal. Sheikra chuva yesekatora. Again, it doesn't mean that we don't, we can't, we have, to, we have to fix our sins for sure. And vidu as Ram talks about. But Torah is part of tshuva. Right, libun, fire is a better kashering tool. So too Torah is the is the better kashering tool. Lo is the key, says the Zohar. Bar nashla almin The way that we become purified is through the fire, through the words of Torah. Viafta tshuva moila lachola neiras afilu merikal yama vasa tshuva achrona. Right, aim askir lo shuvur show, like the Rambam says. So, Kalim become kosher through Hagalah and Libun. People could become Tahar and do tshuva through the two. And now the Zohar Kodesh says that Eretz Yisrael is parallel to Bnei Yisrael. Right? There's a there's an affinity. We know there's a marriage. We know there's a marriage between the two. Right? Eretz Yisrael waited for the Jews to come back till the middle of the 19th century to start blossoming again. It waited. It waited for his partner. V'hayzin is our Kadosh line 46. To kemikra Yisrael kein mikra ha'aretz. Eretz Yisrael needed to be purified from all the idolatrous nations that were there all those years. To kemo Yisrael el-mali nismarku b'mitzrayim. Lo hayu masigim ma'alasam ha'gadola. We were purified in the fire of Egypt at the Kur HaBarzel. That was on a national level. Kein Eretz Yisrael is a miruk Right, the Avodah Zarah was throughout the land. And we had to get rid of Avodah Zarah. That's why specifically in Eretz Yisrael, we had to do Haggalah. We had to do Haggalah. We had to get off all of the surface of Eira. Right, through getting rid and burning the Avodah Zarah. But then you have to go deeper in. So what's the first? The first step was getting rid of the Avodah Zarah and accepting the brachas and the klalos. Right? Accepting the brachas and the klalos at Hargrizah and Areval. That was purifying the land. You, the Arvos Moab wasn't enough because it wasn't in Eretz Yisrael. This is for the Eretz Yisrael aspect. On the right side. The Adua, Kalakogo Sitra Achra, the Tum of Eretz Yisrael flows from the Tum inside of us. So when we accept the Torah, so then Eretz Yisrael becomes purified too. The Azel Yibana Brachas Akol Shalar Grizim Areval. Lidchos Achotim Bechlal. But then you need Libun. And how do you do Libun? We said Libun is through Torah. That's how we do Libun to our hearts. So we wrote Torah on the stones. And that's part of Eretz Yisrael physically. And that's the Libun. The symbol of the Libun of Eretz Yisrael. That's Ksivas HaTorah, Al HaAvanim, that are Domimin, etc. Wow. That's a shame, Ishmuel. Right? Starting with Kalim, Bnei Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael. Moving right along. Moving right along to Rabbi Lamb in Drasha Lodoros. So we have a Pasik that we have discussed in the past. Part of the Brachas. Right? And then we have the Pasik. 
All the nations of the world will see that Shem Hashem is called upon you, the Yarumimeka, and they will be in awe of you, the Yarumimeka. And we know the Gemara in the beginning of Masechah's Brachas, Darshans, what does it mean that the name of Hashem is, is called upon you, Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha, the Yarumimeka, Elut Filin Shabarosh. Says her Belazar Agadol, Elut Filin Shabarosh. These are the tefillin on the head. And they tell the story. We've quoted in the past. Oh, what does that mean? Tefillin Shabarosh. So the, they tell the story. I've heard it about the Gra, the Balatanya, you know, fill in the blank. Um, whichever, you know, um, big Achron. This is about that the, the, the Cossacks, the enemy runs at the shore. I think I heard about the Gra, mostly. Uh, and the Gra turns around, and all the Cossacks all of a sudden see the Gra, and they run out. Oh, the... And all the time he demands the girl, like, what happened? Did you say some incantation? Did you put like a spell on them? How'd they run out? He's like, it's a Gemara. Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha V'yarobi Mecca. Elo Tfilin Shabarosh. He said, Rebbe, that's great, but we're also wearing Tfilin. So it didn't work for us. So the Gemara says, no, you didn't read the Gemara closely enough. It doesn't say Elo Tfilin Sha'al Harosh. It's Elo Tfilin Shabirosh. Meaning the Tfilin have to be in the head. That'd be osmosis. The message of the Tfilin you know, has to be, you know, we have to live like that. So again, it's hard to think that one of these Glom would say that about themselves, but this is the story, Elut Filin Shebirosh. But Rabbi Lamb goes down a different path. And he says, you know, how is it that the Tefillin Shebirosh, you know, has, uh, has this power? As Rabbi Lamb writes, is that all it takes to frighten away the anti-Semite bent upon a pogrom? Is the Tefillin worn upon the head really sufficient to neutralize the venom of the anti-Jewish enemy, his plentiful arms and allies? So Rabbi Lamb says, if you look closely in that Gemara, maybe there's another interpretation. Because if you look right after, right after that line, Rabbi Lazar Agadol says, Shavarosh, and what did it say right afterwards? The Gemara says that Hashem wears Tefillin just like we wear Tefillin. And the Gemara asks, what does it say in Hashem's tefillin? What does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Right? The Jews are one nation. Right? Who is like unto your people Israel, one nation upon earth? Mika'amcha Yisrael, goy echad ba'aretz. And the Gemara continues, Hashem says, you made me unique, you, you meaning B'nai Avraham, Avraham recognized me, and I'm going to make you So just Rabbi Lamb, if you look closely, the Gemara seems to be saying, and then it goes right into talking about Hashem's Tefillin. The Tefillin Shebarosh being referred to, that the Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha V'yaru Mimeka, is not talking about the Tefillin that we wear. It's talking about the Tefillin that Hashem wears. That's the Ro Kalamir Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha. The Shem Hashem is Nikra on you. What do you mean to call on you? In his tefillin it says, we are an Am Echad Ba'aretz. And that brings awe. What will win respect and inspire awe in others is the Jewish ability to stand alone. To be a unity in the world, to risk loneliness, to remain secure through, though friendless, told our own, if necessary, against the entire world. I didn't say it in the drushas, in the Sefer, the drusha Ladaris, it says the date that Rabbi Lamb gave this drusha. I didn't give, write it down, but it's September 15th, 1973. September 15th, about a month, two weeks before the Yom Kippur War. September 15th, 1973. That's when he says these words. 
When Jews have sufficient faith in the name of Hashem to act on the basis of confidence that we're am echad ba'aretz, then we will survive and flourish. We have to be an am echad ba'aretz and not to be scared to be an am echad ba'aretz. We are always, Bilam already saw this about us, am levadad yishkon. That's the way it is. We are a separate nation, but we have to hold ourselves high and proud to be the separate nation. The self-deniers have, as it were, ripped the tefillin off the head of God and left themselves both headless and heartless, says Rabbi Lamb. And we have to be proud of what it says in Hashem's tefillin. And that will bring us awe and inspiration in the eyes of others. Right? A strong spiritual, again, kind and friendly and open, not in a way that looks down on anyone but a way that includes. And then he quotes, Rebbe Lazar is telling us we must have the courage of our convictions, ignore the pressure of numbers. If you think you're right, if you're convinced that what you are doing is correct and moral, don't be worried that most people are against you. Right, what did I say earlier in Tvarim? Lomi rubchem, chashak Hashem. Right, if we're doing the right thing, then we have nowhere else to look. And Rebbe Lam even notes in the continuation that who says this? Rebbe Lazar Agadol. This is Rebbe Lazar in the Gemara. So if you look in the, the Avos Rabbi Nassan, the expansion of Pirkei Avos, in the, one of the Mesech uh, Tanos, the Avos Rabbi Nassan, so he quotes the story there, Rabbi Lazar was born to a very wealthy father who wanted his son to be a, you know, a wealthy businessman. Rabbi Lazar wasn't interested, he wanted to be a, wanted to learn, wanted to become Rabbi Lazar the Tana, and he went to Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. His father was very upset at him, and going into something as impractical as Talmudic scholarship, he made up his mind to go to Yavne, to Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, and publicly disinherit his son. When he came to Yavne, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai noticed him and said to Rabbi Lazar, Amodu drosh, you? Will you give shir today? He said, I'm not giving shir today. You give shir today, your father's here. And he gave an impressive shir. The audience gasped. The teacher kissed the student upon the forehead when he was finished. Hercules, the father, saw this. He said, I thought I was going to disinherit you, and now... I'm going to leave you everything. Rabbi Lazar acted like Am Echad Ba'aretz. He was the one that said that, Chazal. What, is it, what brings Kishem Hashem Nikra Alecha? He said that. And he, Rabbi Lam even says, all throughout his life, Rabbi Lazar continued to demonstrate this single-minded stubbornness of following what is right, no matter who is in the opposition. Right? We know the famous story of Taner Shalachnai, but Metziah Nuntas, where all the Chachamim were against him. Right, and he stood up what he believed, right? And he brought a lot of proofs. He brought the, the walls of the base bedrash and the water flying upstream and, and trees being uprooted. But that's what he believed. That's what he believed. And therefore, we have to stand up for what we believe in, even if we're in the minority. And uh, we have to recognize that this is this is what Hakadosh Baruch wants from us, and this is what will bring um, inspiration from the world around us. Am levadad yishkan. Okay, just two other thoughts that we'll mention. Towards the end of the parasha, we have a mitzvah that comes up many times. In the Torah, we have, where's the uh, Pasuk? Says the, um, says the, uh, the Torah. We have it here, and we have it in another, uh, a couple of places, as we know, throughout the, uh, the parsha. Im Shema Tishma, following Hakadosh Baruch Hu's lead, 
and following HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Following HaKadosh Baruch Hu, here it is. Pasuk Tess. Rechav Ches Tess. Yekim Hashem. Lo la'am kadosh kasher nishpalach, ki tishmar as Hashem al-kecha, v'halachta bedrachav. Right, it says it eight times in various ways in the Torah, following HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways. And Chazal already tell us in a limited way what we have to do. How do you follow Hashem? Hashem is a burning fire. You can't follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we can follow Him by copying Him. By copying Him. That's the mitzvah d'oraisa. The, the, the Chinuch counts this as mitzvah, I think, 611. Right? We have to copy HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's how we come close. Right? Children want to be like their favorite sports stars. They copy them. That's how they feel close to them. So we have to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in Midos, Mahu Racham, Afatah Racham, and in action. Mahu, just like he visits the sick, and his Malba Sharumim, the Gemara and Sota, and Kover Mason, but Rav Salvechik often spoke about this idea, and in his writings, that it's on many more levels than just what Chazal say. Mahu, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the worlds, we have to create worlds. We have to try to create in all areas of our life. Man must be creative in both the material and the spiritual realms. There are diseases to conquer, rivers to control, miseries to extirpate. We have to be creative, the chivshuha, in all areas. There is also the mandate to be creative in the spiritual realm, to build a yeshiva in inhospitable territory. Education is fulfillment of creativity par excellence. We take a child, we take a student, a formless, undirected child is transformed into a refined Torah scholar. An undisciplined child without any identity, a tova vohu, is gradually changed into a spiritual personality. Every parent is able to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be creative in his own way. And that's, that's what's demanded by Vahalachta Bedrachov. We have to recognize that it's so many areas of our life. Mahu, just like Hashem is a Chesed, just like Hashem is creative, just like Hashem, that he, or Salvechik even said, there's a measure that, that says that Hashem created worlds and then destroyed them, and created worlds and destroyed them. Whatever that means. That's one of the Pshatim of the dinosaurs. But whatever that means, what does that mean for us? Well, one message might be, not that Hashem really, there was something wrong with it, but he's teaching us that even if one of your world breaks and is destroyed, build another one. I get up again and, and create again. Be creative even after what I was already created isn't there anymore. Mahu afata. We have to do that in all areas. And just to finish off with a little story. Finish off with a little story. We didn't speak about the clawless, so we'll say we'll talk about you know one of the clawless indirectly. Right? It says one of the aurors is auror. Maske Iver Baderach. Right? Pasik um where are the Aurors here? Right, in the Aurors uh listed in the uh in Kisavo. Aurur, we just find it in the uh Pasik uh Yurchas. Here, Khavzayan Yurchas, Aurur, Mashke Iver Baderach, somebody who misguides someone who is blind. Mashke Iver Baderach. Rashi, Hasuma Bedavar, not just somebody who's blind, somebody who's blind in a certain area, somebody who needs advice. Umasio Eitzara. And we give him wrong advice. That's terrible. We have to take advice seriously when our friends ask us 
for advice about anything. So somebody once came to Rav Simcha Zissel, Ziv, the Saba from Kelm, and asked him, it was in the evening, he says, could I ask you something? And he asked for advice. And he says, you know, let me answer you after, after Meirev. Why, why answer you after Meirev? We say in Hashkiveinu, v'sakineinu be'etzatova milfanecha. Help me give etzatova. Let, let me daven a little bit first for etzatova to give a good advice. I don't want to viol- I don't want to have a lot of kavana on Yom Kippur when we say yatsnu ra. I want to hopefully be able to skip that over. So if Simcha Zissel says, let me, let me daven first. First of all, that story reflects the power of tefillah. He really felt it. He knew that his advice would be different after he daven Meirev. And he also recognized the importance of, of giving advice to people and the chashivus of that and how careful we must be because we're leading people. And we don't want to violate the Aura Mashkiiver Baderach. We want to get the Bracha, right? All of these are Brachas. Barach, someone who properly leads someone else. That's also like following a Kaddish Baruch Hu, right? Giving the proper advice. So we should always be able to give proper advice and give proper advice. As we have the last uh, shear or two of Tavshin Pei Beis to be zocheb to a, a shana of, of following the proper path, following the advice of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We'll stop here.